Welcome back to the In-Laws podcast. I'm Sophia. And I'm Brianne. We're two law students who created this podcast to talk about law school, law talk, and everything in between. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at the In-Laws pod and also on our law school pages at Sophinlaw and at Brianne in Law. For this week's episode, we thought we would talk about gift ideas for law students that aren't just merch with our beauty's face on it and how we'll be spending our winter breaks. And then what law students, especially 1Ls, can anticipate as they look forward to the spring semester. So, Sophia, let's talk about gift ideas. Because yes. I know we've both made videos about how, like, absolutely terrible law student merch is. Like, general law student merch. Mm-hmm. One of my biggest gripes with the field. The last thing I want is, like... A shirt that says i'm billing you for this conversation yeah it, no <laughs> that's insufferable i just i don't know when i wish schools made better law school merch because i feel like a lot of the time they pick like the ugliest fonts and they just say like your school and then law school or whatever or, like school of law at the bottom and you're just like okay and then you can't really buy the undergrad merch because then it's just like the general school and then I don't know. I just feel like a lot of the online websites that cater to law students or seem like they're like legal related are just like odd. And also like, I don't want somebody's face on my mug. I don't. I'm not like a celebrity person. I don't want that. I don't enjoy that. I don't. Gifts. (laughs) Yes. So me personally, I'm not I'm not a slap a a person's face on it, not a slap a political figure's face on it and call it a gift type of gal. Um, I really like sentimental gifts personally, but I have like a little list of some just like easy gifts for law students that are pretty universal, I think. Yeah, I think I lean like the self-care route. Um, And maybe that's just because that's what I'm used to getting from people really just my family um but let's do our draft we're gonna draft law school gift ideas why don't you have the first overall pick in this draft okay my number one is gonna be a candle everybody loves a candle but as a side note if they live far away go to school far away get them the candle that smells like their home state Mm-hmm. With my first round pick, I'll be selecting noise canceling headphones. Oh, that's a really good one. I they have massively improved my general life, but definitely in law school. That's a good one. Okay, my second pick is grocery store gift cards because grocery shopping can be in ha- be a hassle. Sometimes it's relaxing. But knowing that, like, you have separate money to just, like, get your food is really nice. That is nice. I hate, like, especially during winter break or the end of the semester, where you're like, mm, loan money is a little tight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you go to the grocery store and you're like, do I really need this fruit? And it's like, yes, you do. You really need that fruit. Buy the fruit. <laughs> Literally. Okay. For my second pick, I would say like loungewear, but like 
To me personally, I don't wear loungewear to school. So this is a loungewear set I'd want to wear while like studying at home or like relaxing after school. Have so many of them and I will never be upset getting another. Okay, this one you might have to like give your parents or significant other some ideas, but I feel like a good work tote is always a good gift, especially because those can be super expensive. So I had that one down too. I had that one. Okay, this is the third. Um, I'm going straight a crate of Alani energy drinks. <laughs> I would be so happy if someone gave that. <laughs> that is extremely on brand. <laughs> so on brand. You can use it for working out. You can use it for law school. What more do I need? It is multi-purpose. That's true. That's true. Okay. For my fourth pick, I have like an assortment slash basket situation of snacks. Because when I like to go shopping, I like to just get the essentials and have my like extra like munchy snacks already at home. And if I already have a whole bunch of options, I can just go in the cabinet and pick one and then be on my way and then go back and pick a different one. What are what are your favorite snacks though? Like what are your go-to? I would say like popcorn, um, like dried fruit. I like that kind of stuff. Chocolate covered nuts. I kind of have like healthier-ish snacks, but I love gushers. I'm like addicted to gushers. So, so. I'm, I'm that way with fruit by the foot. okay for my fourth I also had a basket situation but I had like a self-care basket situation um and for this I always like bath bombs or shower steamers I get shower steamers because who can afford a bathtub in this economy not I (laughs) really like shower steamers I don't I'm not sure they do anything other than make it smell good but I like them And then, like, my sister always gets me a self-care basket, like, once a year. And she put slippers in it one year. That was a really nice touch. Um, But then, like, face masks, or if you're the type of person, like, you know the person you're buying for is really particular, just throw in, like, an Ulta or Sephora gift card. And they will pick their skincare themselves. Very true. Very, very true. Okay. Let's see. I think I'm going to go with like a hobby activity. So either like, like a a brain stimulating thing that's not law school related. So either like a puzzle or a coloring book or like crossword, Sudoku, whatever you're into. I'm a big Sudoku girl. Sudoku? Sudoku, yeah. I'm big. I love any games. I do Sudoku. I do Wordle. I do the New York Times crossword. I do redactyl lately I've started what is that one I saw you put that on your story but I didn't know what it was oh my god I saw my friend winter playing it while we were studying for our final and it's this like every day there's a different wikipedia article and they take out like all of the substantive words and you guess word by word, trying to figure out what the Wikipedia like article title is. What? I'm going to have to start doing that. 
Oh man. It's so, and it's like a time consuming one too. Like Wordle is like, you play it in a couple minutes. Redactable yeah. is like. You really got to think. There's another one that's Worldle and you have to guess the country and oh, it like yeah. it turns red the closer you get to the country and then there's an Ardle one which I've only played once and that one is hard that one is so hard what is it Ardle so they'll give you like a famous work of art and it'll I think it'll say like which museum it's at and then you have to guess um there is no way I would be able to do that at all I know nothing about art in a way that's almost concerning for like my ability to fit in with like rich people in New York. Like I feel like maybe I should know more. <laughs> Just like, okay, I like it. Picasso. Yeah. <laughs> my brother, I lived with my brother in San Francisco one summer and he took me to an art museum there. And I was like, I don't like what I don't understand this. I didn't just like, okay. So painting on the wall. He was like, well, what does it make you feel? And I was like, nothing. What? <laughs> it make me feel anything. Okay. My last is actually um, a suggestion that I got from someone on Instagram that I would have never thought of myself, but I think it's a really good idea. And it goes along with your theme of like non-law school related is a class pass membership. You can buy people like three months of a membership. And like, if I could take bougie workout classes without the guilt of paying for them. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. It would improve my life tenfold. Also having to like sign up individually for all those things. Yeah. It's all just in the app. Yeah. I've actually, I've never used ClassPass. Um, so we want to talk about like what you can do over winter break. And one of the main priorities for me is like rest and recharge. But to me, cleaning and organizing has to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. I agree. That's the only way I'll be able to start spring semester off in the right mindset. Yeah, I, I'm i a big like going through my clothes a lot kind of person. I wouldn't say like every season, but I do do it pretty often. So I'll probably go through my clothes, get rid of stuff that I haven't worn like at all during like the cold season. Because if I haven't worn it in the past like three months while it's been chilly, I'm not going to wear it in the next three months when it's still cold angeli but lots of cleaning is about to occur <laughs> after december 16th yeah it's always my like deep deep clean of my kitchen like cleaning the oven type deep clean is always like right before the semester starts and then it just progressively gets worse and worse throughout the semester and right now currently my apartment is an embarrassment I have a pile of clothes that I shoved under my bed because I just don't want it on my floor. Yeah. Um, today I took a pile of clothes and I didn't have enough room in my hamper 
So they were just like on the bathroom floor. And I took that pile of clothes and I put it in the washer. Did I wash them? No, I <laughs> just storage. It's like people with their dishwasher. They just put the stuff in there and don't ever run the dishwasher. It's bad. I need to I need to catch up on my laundry real bad. I know like as soon as my finals are done. Well, okay. So technically I have a take home that I was going to do this weekend, but I'm like a little bit stressed about my other finals. So I'm going to take that final on the last day. So I'm going to take that final the morning of the 16th and my friends are doing like a end of the semester type of like little get together type thing. So I'm going to go to that. And then the whole freaking weekend, like 17th, 18th, I'm going to be in my freaking bed. I can guarantee you this. I'll probably make some videos of me doing literally nothing. But I'm going to be in bed and I'm going to order food and chill because I know I'm going to have such bad like exam hangover type feelings because I did so horrendously second semester. Like I was not well. Yeah, I'm the same way for the past few days. I've turned in everything basically. Um, I'm waiting to get comments back from a professor on an assignment and the edit, like the revision is literally due on Monday and she has not sent them to me. So that's super fun. Um, But that's like the last thing I have to do. So I haven't had anything to do these past few days and I have slept probably nine and a half, 10 hours every night. I Mm -hmm. like, I'm waking up at like nine o'clock in the morning and being like, ooh, (laughs) thanks. I like I need it. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah. That was me last night. Like I, I watched this freaking TikTok that sent me over the edge, and after that, I just could not focus on school. So I was like, I'm just gonna go to freaking bed. And then I did get nine hours of sleep last night, which was good because the past like three nights I've stayed up until three because I'm just awake. And then I wake up at nine, and I'm like, time to start it again. Woo. I, um, so I, I do really think like the rest you get during winter break is really important, but I'm also one of those people where don't know if this is a prize to anyone, but sometimes law students base their self-worth on productivity. Um, so when the semester ends and I'm no longer being productive, I, there's a little depressing spiral there. And for the first few days, I'm like, so like, (laughs) like miserable because I'm not doing anything. Mm -hmm. That's like low key me when I'm at home and Christmas is over. Like as soon as we have like Christmas lunch, I'm just like, okay, I guess I'm going to watch TV for the next 48 hours and just be miserable. Yeah. And I don't know, like maybe it has something to do with going from being constantly around like a ton of people to being in my solitude but it's yeah I definitely there's an adjustment period and it's funny because my partner knows at this point and he'll be like like it's like Wednesday and he's like do you want to go play mini golf and I'm like yeah actually I do because if I don't get out of this apartment I will be depressed (laughs) yeah Yeah, you either you can like really go like full hermit mode, which does happen to me a lot, or you just start doing like everything all the time. 
And that's like a real, that's something that I have a really hard time balancing because I'm either just like, I don't want to see anybody. I don't want to talk to anybody. Leave me alone. I'm going to watch my shows. Or I'm like, do you want to get lunch today? We should like go and do something. Let me make plans four days in a row. Girl, you have so many other things you could be doing. I, so I, I like to be in my hermit mode. It just takes me time to ease into it. And then I, I know that I need to take advantage of the hermit mode because as soon as I go back home, it will be like nonstop activities for the entire time that I'm there. Mm-hmm. Very, uh, very activity heavy family. My mom FaceTimed me today and she was like, so um, what day are you taking Abella and Sky ice skating? And I was like, I don't know, <laughs> but um, I w- like I will. I, d- I take them every year um, mm-hmm. because I'm one of the, I'm one of my siblings who can skate. All of my siblings can skate or could at some point in their lives because they all played hockey. Um, but now they're old and decrepit and like I am not doing that um, break a hip. <laughs> you can wait until Aunt Brie comes home <laughs> and she'll take you away skating <laughs> oh my gosh yeah my nephew we're actually like delaying Christmas because my brother won't have my nephew until like the day after Christmas or something so mm-hmm. we're like doing Christmas on the 26th situation so I'm like all my shit is like (laughs) delayed by another day do you does your family does your family normally celebrate on Christmas day or Christmas eve we do okay so like when pre-covid we celebrated Christmas eve but now that it's just like my nuclear family we celebrate like just on Christmas day interesting and did you celebrate because I know like the day you celebrate Christmas can be like a cultural thing. Like my brother-in-law's family literally calls it like Polish Christmas and they celebrate it on Christmas Eve. And then like a lot of my friends who are not from America celebrate it on Christmas Eve. Mm -hmm. My family, we are white as they come, Irish (laughs) as they come. We celebrate on Christmas and I like until I was in high school, I had never heard of people celebrating on Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My parents are like pretty low maintenance because, well, my dad didn't grow up celebrating Christmas. So this is all just like his adult life. He celebrated Christmas, yeah. but my mom had like a few traditions with her family, but she had a very like dysfunctional household. So it didn't always like work out that way. So she's been like very intentional about having a lot of traditions with us. So like we always do like sibling presents on Christmas Eve, like even if we're doing stuff on Christmas Day, it's like very low stakes. We don't do fancy stuff like we don't dress up. We don't have like a Christmas lunch where everybody like looks amazing and everybody comes over. We literally just like make food and like sit in our matching pajamas. Okay. Same. We do matching pajamas or like not always matching, but like we all do Christmas pajamas for Christmas the families that like, I was seeing some people's like Thanksgiving posts and Thanksgiving TikToks. And it's like, you're in full glam. Yeah. Yeah. Not my family. (laughs) That is, I'm sorry, that outfit is not like premium carbo loading. 
material. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. My family is very much like you just put something on that has like the colors of the season. Like it's Thanksgiving, you're wearing like brown and like cranberry and like must <laughs> like you're just wearing like fall colors and like hanging out. Cause my family's like, especially when it's like everybody, it's just like, okay, we're all eating, we're drinking, and we're playing card games. That's that's what Thanksgiving is, that's what Christmas Eve is, that's what it all is. So like you just have to come prepared for that and you're good. <laughs> Yep. Oh, man. Card games. My family's big on card games, too. Um, Let's see. So, like, post-holidays, what kind of things occur during winter break? Which, my school has a lot more time to, like, do things, it seems. Um, We have, like, about a month off. So, pro bono is very popular during winter break. Um, I'm actually running my clinic up until the week before Christmas. So, the last day I have is 22nd. Mm -hmm or 21st, whatever that Wednesday is, I have pro bono, and then it starts up again the week of New Year's. So I think the next time I have it is like the fourth or something like that. And I'm going to be running two clinics over winter break instead of just one. Dang. That's a lot. Um, so we have a much shorter winter break. Ours is, I believe, three weeks long. Let me double check. Yeah, ours is three weeks long, but pro bono is super, super popular. We have a ton of people do projects, but we don't do clinics like your school. We do individual projects. So these attorneys from across the country will list the projects and students can sign up for it. So I'm not doing pro bono like at the school. I'm doing pro bono with a legal aid organization and it's, I believe, like 30 hours worth of work is what they estimate. Sometimes it's very wrong. Sometimes they just don't know how to estimate it. Um, but I've done a ton of, of winter break pro bono in the past. I think my 1L year, I did like 110 hours of pro bono over winter break. Yeah. And I did it on like three different projects. Some were like death penalty cases. Um, Some was research about like drug-induced homicide statutes and just like things like that. Um, So huge at my school. It's really convenient, especially if you're a 1L who doesn't have any like legal experience on your resume to get in a hefty project like that. So you can talk about it in your interviews or like put it on your resume. Cause I definitely needed things to like fill in my experience when I was applying for one uh, L summer internships. Yeah. My one L year, I did not do pro bono the first semester just because I didn't know like how the transition to the workload would be. And I didn't want to sign up for like too much that I got even more stressed than I like thought it would be. Um, but I did it like a bunch over winter break and I did a bunch of different um, locations because we have like in-person and we also have virtual. So I tried like, I think all of the in-person ones, I did like one of the virtual ones. And then I found one that I just really liked and that's the one that I do now. Um, but we also have one that's for like veteran services, which I did last winter and I'm doing again this winter. That's why I'm doing two clinics this winter. Um, but I'm really excited about those. And I don't know, it's just like easy to rack up hours and just like get experience because second semester, my school does Civ Pro second semester. 
And because I'd done like so much work with people who were coming in like during proceedings, like it helped really connect stuff like so much more like concretely than first semester. Cause I was like, okay, now I see like the actual application. Like this person is coming in because they are filling out a complaint and it's just like wild how much you don't get that connection if you're just doing stuff in class. So it's a great opportunity. You learn so much. You meet so many people. Like you'll meet the pro bono people at your school. You'll meet attorneys from like all over and they all have their own specialties and sometimes their own firms and stuff like that. So it's just a very good opportunity. Yeah, definitely. I also think like if you're a first generation student, if you're a student who doesn't know lawyers, pro bono can be a really great way to like open the door to networking with lawyers um, I, I do know people who got internships based off of doing pro bono projects with certain attorneys, which is like incredible. Um, and then I think like a less tangible benefit is that you just like, sometimes when you're so focused on hundreds of pages of reading, you forget why you came to law school. Mm-hmm. And it's a really great reminder of why you came to law school. Absolutely. Um, I think another thing that people usually get super stressed about over winter break, specifically when else, I mean, two else now for those of us who like don't have a job yet or like need to start looking for jobs over break or want to look for jobs over break. Typically, you'll start working on your applications over winter break, making sure your resume is good, making sure it's approved um, in the format that people are looking for. I know for my school, if you plan on applying through the like the school structured system so if you plan on applying through OCIs or any of the the, like diversity like clerkship positions um, judicial things some of the public interest stuff you have to get your resume approved by somebody in our career office because it all gets uploaded to the same like job search website Um, so people typically do their conferences over winter break or like the first week-ish of second semester So that's like something that you can work on like bit by bit, just like editing your resume, updating it, um, writing some cover letters, things like that. Yeah, we actually, we have our meetings about resumes and cover letters in fall semester. So everything should already be approved for you when you go into winter break, at least at my school. Um, But you'll have to like update it, obviously, like, I can't even express how much your resume can change in the first semester of your law school experience. It's wild. Um, But like adding your student organizations, adding, you know, once you get your GPA back, adding that, um, adding any awards that you won, adding pro bono experience. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Um, Student organizations that you're a part of. And then just even if you're not applying for jobs yet, checking out to see which jobs are actually being posted because I know almost all of the public interest jobs weren't posted until spring semester had already started for my school. But I wish I would have like at least looked at the jobs that were being posted because I didn't realize that they were all like big law jobs. Um, and I was freaking out because I didn't know that there was a different schedule for big law than most public interest positions. Um, so I wish I would have just taken more time to like actually sift through the postings. 
Yeah. I know for us, they come in waves. So a lot of the times it'll go like big law and then down to medium sized firms and then small firms um, and different kind of like law clerk positions. And then public interest usually comes out last. But there's like still a little bit of overlap. And I know for my school, it kind of runs on like a separate system for the public interest stuff. And then because we have like a huge public interest org that actually funds you, if you do get a public interest position for the summer, they kind of run it as well because it's through our Office of Public Service. So then they'll do their interviews too. Oh, that's so interesting. Ours is all through the same system. Um unless you can obviously apply to like diversity positions outside of OCIs. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would highly encourage you to do that. Yeah, um, we have um, like school specific OCIs, but then we also have like statewide clerkship stuff. So that's why that's like a different schedule. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it can be, it can be really stressful your first winter break. Cause you just got finished your semester and you're like waiting on your grades and you're also kind of stressing about the job search, mm-hmm. but it's over pretty quickly. Like it'll pass. Yeah. We got our grades back, I think in a reasonable amount of time. And I remembered I hadn't seen it because I'd muted my like classes group chat on group <laughs> So I just like, didn't want to see it. And then I think one of my friends texted into like a text group chat and was like, oh, grades are out. And I was like, eh. I actually have friends who never looked at their grades. They didn't look at their first semester grades. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like not until well into second semester did they look at their first semester grades. Interesting. We um, <clears throat> so we operate on this system where like you don't know when your grades are going to be released at all. So they actually, my 1L year implemented a system where all of the 1Ls every single day would get um, an email at like 2 p.m. And it'd be like, these are the grades being released at 5 p.m. And like list the professors. Oh my God. Um, Because like 1Ls were driving themselves up a wall refreshing the page like every five minutes waiting for their grades Uh uh-huh um (laughs) I can't say that I was the same way like I was I was so scared like I didn't want to check my grades I like felt like I was going to throw up every time I got an email (laughs) (laughs) I was like living my life I was like whatever grades are going to come out. I don't care. I don't want to see it. Not about it. And then I saw them and I was like, Oh, okay. (laughs) That's, I I think it's funny because I wish they had all dropped on the same day, honestly, but we got them four different classes. We got them four different days. Um, And I kind of like, I I was just waiting the entire time. And I was like, the next one's going to be terrible. Um, and then after it I was like oh like yeah you're like whatever okay um and then I was like I actually don't know how I feel about these grades at all because I don't have any context for them like I don't we don't get the curve until after the entire first year so I didn't know where I fell on the curve at all and like looking back on it like I was just dumb as rocks because I don't know how I 
saw my GPA and was like, maybe that's barely top half. Like, sweet and long. I'm gonna edit this out, but I had a, and I was like, maybe I'm barely half top half. <laughs> I was. It really got to me. It did. Oh my gosh. I was, I, I was delusional. <laughs> we have no context. Like we don't know what any of our like raw scores were. So it's hard to like, it's hard to know. And then you like, you know what the curve breakdown is for like an, an individual mm-hmm. class, right? You're like, you know, at least this amount of percent have to get A's and A minuses, but like, I don't know. Like, I just, I couldn't compute that to an overall GPA curve in my head. Um, No, I don't understand why in my brain, I couldn't understand that being curved to a B plus would mean that top half percent would be the top half of the class would be a 3.3. Like, I don't know why I couldn't own that logic. (laughs) I was just really delusional. (laughs) Um, I do remember getting like the email with the curve uh, after my spring semester and being like, oh yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) Like it's coming together now. Ours got released after 1L and I was like, one, this does make a lot of sense, but like it's so close. Like, low-key, it's so close. Like, if you're not at, like, one extreme, it can be so close. I was like, you could literally, like, miss that shit by, like, 0.01. I know. And it's it's even more interesting um, at UNC because we do this, like, you either get top 10%, top 30%, top 50%, or nothing. Mm -hmm. And, like, if you just missed the top 10%, like, you can tell... So if the top 10%, um, my year, I believe it was like a three, eight. And that was like, I remember them, them saying like, that was very high for a top 10%. And it was usually a three, seven. Um, but it just happened that like that semester, that year, the people who scored highest, like scored highest in all of the classes, which Mm -hmm. they were not used to, um, how it is at my school like the people who get the top grades continue to get the top grades yeah they were like it's not typical for people to get a's in every single class but that's what was happening with my year um but like so if the top 10 percent was a three seven and you got like a three six four you're like does that make me top 13% 13% does that make me top 20% like you have no context none yeah ours like at graduation you get awards for top one top five top 10 but then just for like ranking we only get top 10 25 50 and 75 so like if you're in the 25 to 50 range you like you can't you're not supposed to calculate it out Um, and then if you're in like the 50 to 75, it's the same thing. You're not supposed to calculate it out, but then it's like, if you're closer to 50 or if you're closer to 25, why would you have to say you're in the top 50 or the top 75? Like that just, the math doesn't math. 
I also saw someone, someone in like a group chat I'm a part of at my school said like C's get degrees, which is something you hear in undergrad a lot. (laughs) But like, I, this is the first time I've ever heard anyone say it in law school. Like the first time I've ever heard anyone take that approach. And -hmm. it's like, truly like, if you show up, if you write something down, you'll get a C and you will graduate. Yeah, it's very true. It's very true. I feel like everyone's going to have a class that they're just like not going to do their bestest in. Mm-hmm. And uh, for me, it was property. And you know what? That's fine because um, it's in the past. Yeah, not doing property law. So but whatever. Even if I was, whatever. I can learn on the job. Okay. Mm-hmm. I really, really, really doubt that the rule against perpetuities is coming up a whole lot in real life. So literally like, even if you get a bad grade on an exam, even if you get a C on an exam. Yeah. Literally does not matter in the real world. I mean, your feelings surrounding seeing your grades and feeling how you feel valid, feel what you feel, but like, Uh, it is what it is and one of our deans she always tells us that she's not going to look at where anybody is immediately after graduation she likes to look five or seven years after we graduate to see where we're at she's like you can go through so many different career transitions and like after your first job most of the time people don't really care about your gpa like as long as you have that degree and you have really good references and you're working hard and all that kind of stuff you're in the legal field like You'll be fine. It's just, it's so weird how like be all end all grades are while you're in law school. And then as soon as you have your first job, doesn't matter. Like even while I would prefer to do well academically this semester, it doesn't matter. I have a job. And like, as long as I don't get straight C's, as long as I don't like, massively mess up this semester and next semester Mm -hmm. nothing is happening with that job yeah literally it's it's frustrating because there will probably be doors that are not open to you due to your one all grades like if you don't do as well based on whatever the curve is at your school and that can be super frustrating but also like one all is a very hard time you're learning how to do school in a completely different way. A lot of the time, people who go to law school are just like used to being smart or like are from certain like majors, backgrounds where they're like used to just being good at that kind of stuff. And it's like a completely different way of learning, completely different way of like understanding things, applying things. So it just is what it is and it'll be okay. So the thing is, at the end of the day, you're still going to be a lawyer. Yep. And like, if that is not enough for you, go to therapy. (laughs) Talk to someone. Yeah. I I do genuinely think that like, if all of this is affecting you so, so much, like maybe examine why it is. And if Mm -hmm. it's just like, you want the prestige associated with a certain type of career, having certain positions within the law school. 
ask yourself if they're really going to benefit you in the long run, if you really need them, or if you spend a little too much time on law school Reddit. Mm -hmm. Also, if you're 1L and you're like scared about how things will turn out or what you're like, especially for job prospects, because that's what people tend to freak out about. If you have an upperclassman mentor or an attorney that maybe you've talked to and are comfortable asking, like, if they're willing to tell you they're like, first semester one all grades or something, or even if they're comfortable telling you they're one all grades, like it's not unusual for people who are like your mentor to tell you those things. Like my mentee took her contracts exam yesterday and today she was like freaking out, like freaking the fuck out. And she was like, if you remember like your contracts grade, like what did you get? Blah, blah, blah. blah. And I told her and she was like, oh, and I was like, you'll be fine. I was like, you will literally be fine. Yep. Uh, I always like, well, I try not to like talk about grades as much on law talk because I think that there's not enough context given to it. Yeah, Um, I don't either. (laughs) I will fully tell anyone my GPI, um, if they asked. And I mean, most of the time it is like mentees asking and it's just like, you just have to calm them down a little bit. (laughs) Like, Literally, a lot of people at my school will see, like, the jobs I've had, the positions I have at the school, like, the way I treat law school and assume that I'm, like, top of my class. Mm-hmm. And I am not. Yeah. Um, and to just, like, talk to them and be like, no, like, I am definitely not. Mm-hmm. It, like, calms a lot of people down. A lot of people. I think especially after my 1L job, people are like, oh, shit, this bitch is sweeping the classes, 4.0. Like, I have good grades, but I don't have a 4.0. Yeah. I don't know. Like, there are always going to be expectations that people have of you. And I think that as an upperclassman, it's kind of part of your responsibility to be transparent about that stuff. I agree. And also just, like, one, you really just you never know. Like you truly never know. Like you could be somebody, you could see somebody who's always at the library busting their ass, but like that, that could be different from the person who can just sit in class, literally absorb everything and do fine. Like people need to put in different amounts of effort in different ways. And that's just what it is. And that's just life. And I think like your job, especially and like, um, just like my interview recently on all that kind of stuff those are like very networking, like, you know, the right person type of situations where they like have exposure to you or know you and like know your work ethic and they can vouch for you. Like if the more people, you know, the more doors open to you that like maybe other things on your resume wouldn't normally open or like just not open as much. And I think those opportunities are just as important and you shouldn't go into networking things necessarily thinking like this person is going to give me a job in the future I think you should go in with like the curiosity to be like this person does something I'm interested in they can tell me a lot of cool stuff and I think that that perspective especially has been like really nice because I just want to talk to people like I want to know what you do and like figure out if I want to do it too yeah and especially like knowing that you can be human in those interactions too like I don't know what I thought networking was when I started law school. And especially like, I've said this on TikTok, I have no problem saying it again. 
the networking advice people give on TikTok is bad. It's just bad. It will work for a very, 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 very small portion of the legal field. Um, But the whole like research everything about every like interviewer possible, bring up their law review article, like not act like a normal human being, act like someone they would want to work with because that is like the goal, right? Like they want, you want them to want to work with you. You don't just want to like stalk them and then kiss their ass. Like that might work with like some federal <laughs> judges. It might work with like some very, very particular big law partners, but yeah. the vast majority of people and your networking will likely be with associates, not partners. They just want a normal person. Yeah. Honestly, in the legal field, that's a really big ask. So like, just be normal. <laughs> also like a lot of the time with jobs and I think like firm jobs where they have different teams specifically for stuff, they need to know that you're going to get along with the teams that you're interested in. Because if you're interested in teams and like the general people think you're great, but you don't like get along with the people on those teams, how can they expect to give you a job where the team is like, no, we don't like really like this person. And like, that's just how things go. Like sometimes you don't click with people and like in a weird way, like that's just as poor just as important as being able to do good work because there has to be a team opening where you get along and they know you do good work for all to like come together for you to get a job. Yeah. (laughs) Well, (laughs) again, recording for two hours because we went on too many tangents about our personal lives that I will have to edit out in post. (laughs) That's all for this week's episode of the in-laws make sure to follow us on the ig at the in-laws pod we post these full-length episodes every wednesday morning at 7 a.m eastern standard time so make sure to follow and rate the podcast through whichever streaming service you're listening on also the gift ideas that me and so discussed at the beginning of the episode we're each going to post our holiday gift guide um, from our amazon storefront And we'll include it in the description box of this episode, but you can also just find it on either of our link trees. All right. Bye. Bye.